Welcome to the Awakened Health Coach Podcast. I'm Storm, a health coach and energy healer, bringing you a holistic approach to health and happiness. I am here to help you find the happiness that you have been seeking and begin manifesting your healthiest, wealthiest, and happiest life. This podcast is for you if you're hungry for more, for better. If you want to grow, evolve into your best self, and step up into your power, then you are in the right place, sister. I'm here to help you live your best life by creating a healthy body, mind, and soul. Because I believe that you can't be happy if you're not healthy, or healthy if you're not happy. Life gets to be as amazing as you wish it to be, so let's make it so. Tune in each week to be inspired, motivated, and learn how you too can storm your way to better health, wealth, and happiness. Hi, beautiful soul, and welcome back to the Awakened Health Coach podcast. So grateful to have you here, so grateful to have you listening, and to bring you this episode, which is very close to my heart. This episode, I kind of poured my heart into this conversation. So this is a little bit different to normal, and this episode is the recording of an interview that I did going on to a different podcast where I was on the seat, I was in the hot seat and I was being interviewed by the beautiful Taz who um, has chased the feeling the podcast and it's an amazing podcast where Taz interviews different women every single week and shares their stories and you know gets to really help shed light on so many different important topics and helps empower women and support women and I had the absolute pleasure of going onto this show and the episode was honestly it shocked me in terms of like where it went and how deep it went and how much I shared and the depth of just vulnerability and authenticity and how important it was in terms of what we actually went into. There was a lot about um, my journey in terms of healing, healing my relationship with my parents, um, this fear of, you know, abandonment, going into, I guess, starting a business and the journey leading to this point and all that has been and the ups and downs and actually just highlighting all of it not just having a highlight reel but highlighting all of it the shadow the light the ups and downs and just being as honest as what I can be because we need more of that we really really do so this is actually um as of me sitting down and recording this intro I think it's maybe like two weeks um sorry two months old roughly so I was on my amazing working holiday when I um had the pleasure of sitting down doing this episode so just so that you are caught up on that in terms of the timelines so I'm really excited for you to have a listen and if you enjoy it then please feel free to leave a review take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story and tag me you can also um, tag Taz if you want to at chase the feeling and um, leave I said that already I was gonna say leave a review but I already said that and basically um, before I get into it there's just one other thing that I would love to share with you which is that I have some exciting news coming very soon and I'm I've sort of hinted at it and I can't really like, I'm just not quite at the point of being able to tell you yet, but I still wanted to take the opportunity to, to hint at it and to let you know what is coming on the horizon right now. So in a few short weeks, less than that, it'll be next week as of when I'm sitting here and recording this, I am making a very exciting announcement and launching something that has been in the works for a long time, a long time, like 
this is probably one of the most epic things that I have ever done and one of the most amazing opportunities for you if it is right for you in terms of reinventing yourself, working on opening your chakras, raising your vibration, building self-love, stepping into your power, your purpose, your passions, owning your shit and becoming the woman that you're wanting to be. And that is kind of all that I can tell you about it for right now, but something is coming and I'm excited to share it with you. Obviously, if you're listening to this after the release date, then there is a very high potential that you can go to my website, to my Instagram and see what it is that I'm talking about and what it is that I'm offering to help you reinvent yourself. Hint, hint. Um, and I'm also currently halfway through running a seven day raise your vibration challenge, which I'm having so much fun. And it is honestly amazing to see the girls coming together, supporting each other, working on themselves and showing up, not just for themselves, but supporting each other. Like it's so beautiful. The community that has come out of this raise your vibe challenge that I'm currently running on Facebook and even though right now it's live and if you listen to us afterwards and obviously you missed the live, I am making it something that you can still do on your own pace and in your own, own your own time. So you can still head to the link in the show notes and make your way into that if you haven't. And if you're looking for some inspiration, some motivation, some empowerment to come back into yourself, to raise your vibration, to work on your energy and your happiness and your habits in that way. So That's it from me and this little intro. Let's get into the episode. Today I've got a guest with you, you lucky duckies. I've got Storm Davidson with me. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because she's making waves on social media at the moment with her incredible high vibey lifestyle and what she is teaching people. Storm, thank you so much for jumping on with me. This is such a privilege. Thank you so much for having me and for that beautiful introduction. I'm so grateful to be here. You guys are going to love her story and what she's been getting up to. So Storm, for everyone who is listening who may not know you or even for your own following who are religiously in love with you like me, can you tell everyone your story? How did you get to where you are? What have you been up to in your life? What has happened for you in this flow of life? I'm Storm. Yes, that is my real name. I get that a lot. Is that really a name? Yes, it is. My parents are just strange humans who like weird names. Um, So I am a health coach and a Reiki healer by qualification. And I am, I guess, really passionate about my journey. The funny thing is my journey has shifted and it it has all these chapters and all these milestones. So I'm at a point now where I am the awakened health coach is what I am calling myself is what I have decided is really fitting and resonating with me. So I am passionate about helping other girls and women discover their blueprint. So your soul's highest self blueprint for living your happiest life basically is what is where I'm at in terms of realizing, like truly, truly realizing, um, what I'm here to do. I started out as just a health coach. Like I've been doing this work and in this industry and trying to put myself out there for about a year and a half now. I started as literally just a health and nutrition coach, went through a spiritual awakening, realized that I'm here for more and for deeper and went through a massive journey myself of healing, of uncovering um, 
trauma and doing deep self-love work and realizing what I truly wanted and what was important to me. And um, I guess all of that has led me to a point now where I realized like health, health was never actually what I wanted. It was happiness. Happiness has always been what I've wanted. And like a massive part of my journey and my story is that for the longest of time, I've been, I, I chased happiness. I, I never felt whole. I never felt happy within myself. I felt like there was this missing piece and like there was this, this void within me. And I thought that health would fix it. I thought if I had the beautiful, nice, attractive body, that I would feel good enough because for most of my life, I never felt good enough. And so I got into the healthy things, the gym and the nutrition and the, the lifestyle and the morning routine. And I did all these things for the longest of time. And then that void of not being good enough, honestly, it only grew. It didn't get smaller. Like the more that I got into health, the bigger it actually felt because I was just chasing the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And I guess all of that led me to the point of realizing, hey, it's not just a physical thing. It's a mental thing as well. You know, diving into my limiting beliefs diving into my mindset, doing that work. Um, and then from mind to from body to mind, I then discovered, hey, like I'm a soul as well. <laughs> like I actually truly took a step back and I was like, I'm a soul hanging out in a body with a mind. So it makes so much sense that like I'm not going to be happy until I finally work on my soul as well and realize that the health of my soul is just as important as the health of my body and my mind. And so I went down an absolute rabbit hole, um, I guess, and a yeah, deep healing journey of questioning why I never felt good enough, questioning why I was triggered by certain things, doing work on self-love, healing my relationship with my parents, um, especially my father, who was kind of the most important person in terms of the trauma that I experienced as a child, which we can go into later um, if you want. And realizing like hey I never valued health I actually valued perfectionism and I was trying to achieve that through health and so to cut all of to you know cut all that short and put that into one nightly nicely um, tied bow I guess is I realized that yeah it's about happiness and it's a, it's not just about the physical it's not just about health it's about how you want to feel and that doesn't come from changing things outside of you that comes from changing and doing the inner work on your internal world and as a result of that your external world just changes it's crazy like the things that I've manifested um and the life that I'm living now is simply the result of that which is pretty amazing so yeah to counter like I said to put all that together it's I'm just really passionate about and what my story is is um finding your blueprint for living your happiest life which combines it combines exercise it combines food it combines living intuitively your purpose and your mission in life self-love healing all of that together so that's a bit about me <laughs> that's amazing it's it's sounds like you've had an incredible sort of transformation and you're you're touching on a lot of things that like a lot of young people and a lot of young women have experienced including myself so this will be very very interesting to dig into now, and I should note that I'm 20 as well. Like in terms of my age, I feel like that's, it is something to know. I just turned 20 a week ago, actually. You are wise beyond your years. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been beautiful. <laughs> now talk to us yeah. a little bit about, so 
you've spoken about this transformation. Can you remember or tell us about the time in your life when this transformation happened? So you spoke about, you know, being a health and nutrition coach and then just like realizing or coming to the realization that, you know, your soul needed work as well and you were a soul inside a person. It wasn't just about the outside. What time in your life did this happen? Was there something that triggered this whole thing? Yeah, um, this was probably, I'd say for the most part, the start of this year was kind of significant. It's it's hard to, it's hard to really pinpoint. I feel like for me at least, there's not this big like, aha uh-huh, or oh, shit moment. Yeah, there was no really big significant moment. It was more like, yeah, there was um, lots of little things, but I would say the significant like period of transformation was um, earlier this year. And if I think about what really sparked that, it is, the fact that I've done a lot of investing in myself. So I've done several, you know, courses, immersions. Um, I've hired a coach. And from doing that, I've been prompted to do the inner work in a way that you don't know what you need a lot of the time. So you go find someone who they're not going to outright tell you what you need, but they guide you and they coach you and they help you to discover it for yourself. So that's what I did. It's like I... I, I invested in myself even when it was scary and too hard and whatever and had the help to do that, which is like, like that's what I do now, right? Like that's why having a coach is so valuable because you don't know what you need. Otherwise you'd just be doing it or you'd have it or, you know, whatever. Um, and I also have, I also started to surround myself with people who were expanders and pulled me up. Whereas before that I was only really spending my time with people who were just pulling me down and not in a way, like they were friends, and they still are friends, but they didn't get it. They didn't care. They were not interested in the things that my soul was interested in. So I started to spend time with um, some really beautiful friends who actually helped me to have good conversations and be like, hmm, maybe you should think about this. And, you know, this is where spiritual awakening is. So, um, yeah, that investing in myself and surrounding myself with people who lifted me up. Beautiful. And talk to us a little bit about your childhood because I think the we're sort of in this time in the world where all of this self-love and, you know, spirituality and that, it's been around forever but it's sort of just getting yeah. its feet again now in society. And I think it used to be big a while ago and then society yeah. and humanity forgot about these incredible skills and powers and now it's becoming a thing again. But I think it's I think it's, it's becoming a thing but the society is sort of saying at the moment like you need to be a special person to like get this like it's it's not for everyone yet and I think you know people like me and people like yourself are trying to get out there and be like you know that's bullshit soul right everyone's got a soul everyone everyone can do the work yeah so I think it'd be like interesting to talk about you are Mm. so young still and you are so um like your spiritual journey is such a part of you at such a young age. Talk to us a little bit about your childhood and how that might have helped push you into this yeah. earlier than most people. Yeah. Um, so I come from a family of five. I'm the youngest child. Um, so I guess definitely youngest child syndrome in terms of like that's actually been a big part of my journey because 
I received a lot of, I guess, when you're the last kid, your parents do tend to have a level of just they're tired and they don't care. So they give you things that maybe the oldest one didn't get. So I was definitely being called, being labelled spoiled and needy and, you know, all of that. Um, So my parents are together. They are still together. But a big part of my childhood was that um, my father worked away a lot. He, um, We lived out bush, so I'm currently – like where my family is located right now is on the coast near Port Macquarie. Um, but I come from a very small town called Maury, which is yeah, out in the middle of absolute nowhere, nothing really happening. And so dad had to travel a lot for work with farming and all of that. And so because he was never there, at least it felt like as a kid, my dad was never there. He was never there physically. And he also was not really there emotionally. My dad um, has... We didn't know at the time. We didn't know this until probably t- two years ago, but he is um, pretty high on the autistic and Asperger's syndrome. So he doesn't express himself very well. He doesn't express love or any emotions, honestly, except stress very well. Um, and comparing him to my mother, who like mum has always freely said, I love you and being affectionate and lovely and all of that. And so comparing comparing my mum's love to my dad's love, it was like, well, like he's he's either not here at all because he he prioritizes work more than me more than his family because clearly I'm not good enough he doesn't say I love you very much he doesn't give me affection very much and all of that at you know to a young girl made it made I made it mean that I wasn't good enough for my dad and that I wasn't lovable and that that's just how men were and my I saw what I saw was um the mother doing everything, <laughs> running the household and parenting the children. Like my dad, I love him so deeply. And we talk about this. Anything I'd say on a podcast, I either have or will say it to him. Like he didn't parent me or us children. Like so I'm the youngest of three girls and he just didn't parent. So mum did everything. Um, and I also see now that that was what he received from his parents. His parents, like uh, his parents were very cold to him. He didn't get told I love you very much. So all he was doing was re- repeating the cycle to his children and so um, that was, I guess, yeah, where I came from was that. And then I put all of my eggs into, I guess, the one basket with mum where I've had to do some serious work on abandonment issues because um, I was so afraid of my mother leaving me to someone who didn't love me. And, like, as I look back, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I used to get so freaked out if mum went to the supermarket and she was gone longer than I would have expected or, or like thought she would be. And I would call her in a panic of like, are you okay? Like I'd be making up scenarios about, because we lived in a pretty dodgy town, like someone had taken her or hurt her. I lived next door to my best friend. We were like nine days apart in age for my whole childhood. We lived next to each other. We had, I had a really beautiful childhood in that way. Um, I didn't sleep at her house until I was like 11 because I was, I couldn't leave my mom. She lived, we lived in literally the house next door and that was too far from my mother. Like if we went on school trips, every school trip would end in me in tears calling my mom because it was too far away. So I have some deep um, abandonment issues. And actually my mom, I think it was four years ago now, had a stage for brain aneurysm and nearly died three times. Like a brain aneurysm is where you a, a vessel in your brain ruptures like it literally bursts there's blood there's bleeding um it kills most people on the spot if it doesn't kill on the spot then it kills you in the um convulsions that you have after which my mom had two of them and she survived but 
it was definitely like the most traumatic time in my life when which brought up like such it brought up all the like if my mother's like death is the biggest abandonment right so it brought up like all of these fears around being abandoned um and I guess the last thing I mean I could talk forever but like the last thing that stands out as being significant for my childhood too is that my parents um fought and argued pretty much my whole childhood at least from my perspective as a child it's it's so funny when you actually talk to your parents about it how it, it like they perceive it as differently than what you did as a kid it's so interesting actually but you know as a kid all I saw was my parents always fighting and always arguing and that put me into such a state of fear all the time I was literally always concerned about my parents divorcing and splitting up and where that would leave me and again if I would be abandoned by my mother um and so my nervous system got used to always being in that state of just uncertainty and fear and yeah trying to trying to navigate all that so I guess where that led me to was um it was probably two years ago now um when I really started to do some work like I started diving into NLP work so like neuro-linguistics programming limiting beliefs and that's when things really changed in my life and I discovered trauma you know I hadn't heard like before that point point, all I thought trauma was was big heavy things like you know abuse and death and violence and you know big big stuff the big t trauma and so I never thought I had experienced any trauma because I haven't been through anything like that and then I started to learn that trauma is a big spectrum and that trauma is, you know, when you experience pain or shame or neglect or, you know, it's about the emotions invoked and it's it's a big freaking spectrum. And so I started to dive into my trauma. Um, and that's, I guess, what really sparked where I am today is that I had to start doing that inner work. And I was pretty young. I was honestly probably, um, I don't know, maybe I was 18, maybe I was 17 when I started doing that. And I've always been different than most people my age, I guess you could say. Um, and yeah, I started healing my relationship with my father. That was the start of everything. And so in terms of explaining the difference, like before I started doing that, I mean, through it as well. But when I would interact with dad would be like so just distant. I wouldn't be very nice to him. Like how I would speak to him would just be like cold and disinterested I wouldn't let him touch me. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to borrow him because like I loved my father, but I did not like him up until last year. I did not like my father. And that caused such conflict and such issues on my part and his part. And like, it was not a nice time for anyone. Whereas now, you know, the last person before I got on this call was texting my dad and saying how much I love, I'm actually going to cry. <laughs> like how much I love and miss him because, like that's what happens when you do the healing work and like I genuinely love him now and I like him and you know we can talk and I'm not living with them anymore but <laughs> like I'm literally crying because like it's just really beautiful the change that can come and like setting I set myself free from the resentment like I was carrying so much resentment towards this man because of I just felt like he never loved me the way I needed. And I resented him so hard for that, but it hurt me so much. And it transferred into my dating life and into how I felt towards men because I never felt like I was good enough because everything I was basing was coming from 
this from my relationship with my father. So I developed this core belief of I'm not good enough and that played out with every single male to come into my life where, you know, I trauma bonded with someone heavily where I never had any luck or I never felt good enough. Um, and that wasn't just in my dating life either. Like when it came to my body, to my health, no matter how much weight I lost, and I lost quite a bit of weight, no matter what I did, I never felt good enough because that was my core belief system, which came from childhood, which came from that trauma. And that's why it's not about the physical. It's not just about that. It's about diving into the emotional wounds that are undercover, like underneath all of it, doing that work. And self-love is a byproduct of doing that work. Self-love doesn't even need to be the focus. Healing and realizing that that you're not broken, when you do that work and connect with your soul and heal that, all of the other shit is just a freaking byproduct. Yeah, (laughs) that's my childhood. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You are you, you are the oldest 20-year-old I've ever <laughs> met in my entire life. Um, yeah. You, yeah, you should be so damn proud of yourself for the immense, immense amount of work you have done in like three years. Thank you. Yeah, it's been it's hard. It's been hard, honestly. Like the truth is it's not, it's not easy, but it's so worth it. So worth the pain of having to go through feeling those things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you, you touched on so, so many incredible things there, but I think a couple of things I wanted to say was the first thing was your comment about trauma being a spectrum and growing up believing that you had not experienced trauma because you had not physically had one of those stereotypical trauma experiences Mm -hmm. hit home for me definitely and I think a lot of people you definitely put the nail on the head there yeah yeah and it almost I think it's important because it invalidates what you've been through when you do that and when you compare yourself like, oh, but I've not experienced this and this and this, so therefore my problems aren't that big. But it's not fucking true. Like just because you haven't experienced, you know, a big trauma, you've still experienced trauma. And honestly, it's it's actually traumatic. Like it's almost another form of trauma to to, to like invalidate what you have been through <laughs> by comparing yourself in that way. And I just think it's so important. And like I'm, I really do want to be a voice for that person who hasn't, you know, necessarily experienced a massive thing because it's still important. And that was always like that was a big part of my story was really like I was like, I don't have a big story. I'm not important because I don't have a big story. I don't I haven't been through massive life-changing neglect and abuse and whatever, so I'm not as important. And then I realized that's fucking bullshit. Like what I have been through is significant to me, to my inner child. Absolutely. And I, the other thing I want to touch on, which I thought was incredible that you mentioned was the abandonment issues with your mother from like, like you were just saying, and like you were talking about before, trauma is a spectrum and, you know, abandonment issues are a spectrum. And I thought it was great that you mentioned that because something that I've dealt with through my life is, and the listeners know, I talk about it a lot, is my 
my mum and dad are my best friends in the entire world. Me and my sister were like the four best friends in the entire world. But for <laughs> me, I have the abandonment issues and here I go with mm. like because they because they are our best friends and like yeah, they love us unconditionally. Them. Our thing is like we don't want them to go because no one will ever be as good to us as that. They are. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like yeah. the the spectrum of abandonment issues is massive. Definitely, definitely. Mm. It's been a new sort of kettle of worms. Like I didn't have realised I have abandonment issues until probably three months ago. <laughs> I find, and one thing that I think is so important is like there's new levels, new devils. Like there's not just like, okay, I have this much trauma, I'm going to go through all of it, boom, 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 and then I'm done. Every single person that I've spoken to, the work that I've researched and done and realised is that once you start doing it, you don't stop. <laughs> you just never stop. It just doesn't end until you die. <laughs> That's your only way out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Hey, it's like when you said rabbit hole before, I was like giggling to myself mm-hmm. on this side of the microphone. I was like, yeah, that's probably the best explanation I've ever heard for it. Because once you start, you're like, oh, there's this and there's this yeah. and there's this. Yeah. Like you're like, yeah. oh, my gosh, why is why am I so messed up? <laughs> yeah. But one thing I realized as well, which I was talking to my girlfriends about the other day, is like when it comes to triggers, because your triggers are what indicate the inner wound, right? You're only going to be triggered by something if there's a wound underlying it. Um, I feel like, and this is just my belief and my perception, is that the point is not to eliminate all of your triggers because that would actually be so fucking boring as well, right? Like the point of doing this work, the point of life is not to just like, yeah, I'm going to get rid of this trigger of abandonment and this trigger of not being good enough and whatever. The point is to like take away the charge and take away the power that that trigger has over you so that you can work through it when it comes up. Like I've done so much fucking work around not being good enough, but I still will get triggered. And it's like, like I'm okay with that. I don't see that as me failing or like I need to do more work. It's like, no, I'm just going to recognize that I've been triggered by that and I'm going to move through it and I'm going to find a place of realizing what my higher self knows instead of just trying to remove all of the triggers because it's not the point i i think that's a really good point that you brought up because i Mm. i think um when i first started my spirituality journey one of the main things i got told by people that weren't in those circles is like oh the more you talk about it the more you work on it the less you'll cry about it and i'm here like four years later being like and and when do i stop Crying. Stop crying. <laughs> I think it's the other way. I think the more we talk about it, the more you cry about it. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. At least that's me. <laughs> so mass massive, amazing stuff. I'm like in love with this chat. You're an incredible human being. Um talk to us about the the decision that you made to move into health and nutrition and that sort of journey for you because you did say at the start that it was you know a very toxic part of your story and I'm sure you had lots of highs and lows in that part of your life um Mm -hmm. so talk to us about like your decision to move into that circle and Mm -hmm. what that sort of experience was for you before you realized that the soul work was more of your calling yeah definitely um so I'm only how long have I been out of school three years 
at the end of this year. So probably two and a half years now because um, I was a year younger during school. So like all of my friends in that year would be 21 this year, but yeah, I'm younger. So I um, just school kind of links into it. When I was like in my young years of school, and this again links so heavily into like the a lot of the healing work that I've had to do comes from high school actually, because I <laughs> I in high school I really valued the outside exterior looks. Um, I made friends with people who weren't my people because I wanted to be liked and I wanted to be seen as popular and all of that. So um, I dumbed myself down so heavily, dumbed myself down. I dyed my hair blonde and I dumbed myself down. And I hate that that's a stereotype, but it really is. Um, You know, that was what I experienced. And then anyways, long story short, the blessing was that those people that I was hanging out with ended up dropping out of school at the end of year 10 and I stayed in and I just had a moment of like, fuck this, I'm going to try. Because up until that point in school and honestly in life, I didn't try. I probably gave like 60% effort and I woke up and I was like, you know what, I'm going to give 100% to the next two years of of school and I'm just going to see how well I can do. I'm just going to see. And I started, and I feel like it's important to note because your environment and the people you hang around makes the biggest influence on the values that you have and the choices that you make. So life kind of removed those people by just like literally removing them from school. And when you're at that age, that's kind of who you hang out with. And I started to spend time with people who were more um, caring, just they cared more about school and about effort and all of that. And long story short, I gave my all to school. I literally became like very um, academic. I ended up getting ducks of the school. Um, I actually, yeah, I got the highest ATAR in the school because that's what happens when you just fucking try. Literally, I just tried and I got a 95.7 ATAR, which I was very proud of myself for. And yeah, and I discovered that was also when I discovered, because I got into health quite young. I was probably 14 when I started my health journey. Um, And so I started to care about nutrition and food and I was like, oh, nutritionist. I want to be a nutritionist. I want to be a dietitian. Um, I went to like a lot of the expos and stuff that you have to do through school, like going to the unis. And I even considered doing a business course, course like at, at uni because I um, was like, I want to be a businesswoman. I'm entrepreneurial. And I actually, I remember it. I had a fairy godmother come to me. One day at school, we had a sub teacher. And we sparked this conversation of talking about what we're doing. And I was like, I'm going to go study business at, at uni next year. And she was like, why the fuck are you doing that? You want to, like, you want to do nutrition and you're going to study business. Like, that's, like, no, don't do that. Go and do what you want to study. You'll build the business from it. And that actually really, like, took me down a different path. Like, I was set on studying business. Um, so then I decided, yeah, okay, let's do food. Anyways, long story short, when I got ducks, everyone expects, like, if you're a ducks, you're expected to go to university. And I got an ATAR that would have let me into any any university degree in the country because I was from um, a rural area. It wasn't rural, but a rural area where you get five extra points. So that would have taken my ATAR. Literally, like, it doesn't go any higher. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of expected me to go to uni. And I decided to tune into my intuition like I, everything was late the path was laid out was to go to uni and do um, dietetics but I just listened to that voice in my head and it was like no you don't like science you don't want to do the chemistry and shit you want to help people change their lifestyles so go and do a health coaching 
certificate, which is just an online one year fraction of the cost. And so I sat with that. I listened to that voice. And that is, um, yeah, that was the start of things. So when I left school, that's what I studied instead. And I copped some backlash, like not from my parents. My parents have always been super supportive, but from the school, I had teacher after teacher and I was pretty close with them. So they were all like, no, like this is silly. You need a certificate. You need a degree. Go to uni. But I stood strong and I said, no, I'm not doing that. And when I got up on stage for my doc's speech, I said to them, no, like you listen and you do what you want to do. You don't just follow the traditional path. Um, and it's ultimately only you know. So that's what sparked that. Um, and I got into, I was working in the gym, which was not a healthy environment. It was quite a toxic environment while I was studying. Um, and that started that. And then for the next I guess year, yeah, I started my health coaching business. Um, very much learning on as I, as you, as I went. I don't think coaching is something that anyone can prepare you for until you're actually doing it and working with people one on one. Like that's the best experience because you're just not prepared for it. So, yeah, I started doing that, and I just, but I always felt like I was, I didn't understand alignment at the time, but I always felt like I was pushing something up the hill which I know now is the sign of misalignment. If you're pushing your way, it's not quite in alignment. Whereas what I do now, it feels like literally the part, I'm like, whoa, slow down. Like the path is like, it's making its way for me. Not like only because like I listen and I'm in alignment. And that difference is what I know. Like that's what I started to follow. I realized like logically, things don't have to make sense all the time and logically you can't figure everything out which I hate sometimes I'm like I just want to figure it out like <laughs> fuck surrendering I want to I want to figure it out but yeah I've learned that you have to tell your mind to just take a back seat sometimes and just follow what feels in alignment and that is what has led me to this point I think that answers that question I hope so <laughs> yeah wow the Backlash you received for doing the complete opposite of what was expected for you is a vibe. Yeah, I was like, fuck you, so. <laughs> I think it's something that a lot of a lot of young people come up against. Um mm. and a lot of people don't always make the decision you made. Yeah. But I just sat with like this is my life. Like if I make them happy in this one second, I have to suffer for the rest of my life. I make them happy for a second and I suffer forever. Why, why would I do that? Why would I do that? And I think as well, like there comes a point when, and this happens when you start doing the inner work, right? Where I'm like, I don't, if I piss you off, I'm kind of like, I don't want to piss anyone off. I will not intentionally piss you off. But if I piss you off by me living my best life, I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry, but I actually don't give a fuck because that's a you problem not a me problem I'm not here to make you happy I'm here to make me happy and do my best to help you or make you happy but it's not my responsibility I need you to make shirts that say that and I can buy one (laughs) (laughs) with your brand on the back (laughs) I will do that tomorrow yeah I I will walk around with that mantra just for everyone to read on my if I if I piss you off by living my last life, I don't give a fuck. 
that's, that's a you that, problem, not a me problem. That's, I'm that's, that's a you problem, not a me problem. I need that I'm as a tattoo right on my chest. <laughs> on my fucking forehead. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I love that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're hilarious. Um, <laughs> but the vibe, the, the vibe yeah. is struggling this <laughs> let's talk about something that um pretty much every female in the entire world has to deal with and it's not always sunshine and rainbows Dang. and that's let's talk about it it's um it's hardest at the easiest of times and mm. as we've spoken about you had a you had a quite a few suitcases worth of baggage you mm. were carrying around at the same time I know we've touched on it a bit, but talk to us about dating. Yeah. So, like I said, my core belief has been I'm not good enough, and that transferred heavily to dating. Um, so, I'm 20, and I've actually never had a relationship, never had a serious boyfriend, because this has been my core my core wound, my core thing. So, you know, there's been lots of almosts, there's been lots of uh, getting there, but never enough um my approach though until relatively recently and like I think it's so important to know as well that like I'm not sitting here being like I'm perfect and I've got all of my shit together and my dating life is amazing because it's fucking not um you know but there's that I've come a long way but my approach to dating for most of my life um and again I'm pretty young but like has been trying to fill a void of not feeling good enough and thinking that if I had someone who loved me that would prove that I was enough but that energy is fucking repelling (laughs) so repelling the neediness and the desperation around just love me I just want to feel good enough it it pushes and not to mention that nothing outside of you can fill that hole nothing outside of you no amount of attention or validation or compliments will ever ever will actually fill that hole it's a it's a short-term hitting the spot and then it will just fade. Trust me, it fades. So, you know, a big part of what I experienced was so heavily a gym junkie and like wanting the perfect body because I loved, I I craved and thrived off of the attention that I got for my body. When I was in the gym and I knew the guys were there looking at me and checking me out and when I would post thirst traps on the internet and all of that, the things that I've done as well with my body that, makes me so just want to fucking go back to 16-year-old me and give her a hug and say, you're you're more than your body. Like, it honestly breaks my heart when I think about 16-year-old me and the fact that I thought my worth laid only in my body. And because that's what I believed, and this makes me tear because it literally hurts my heart to think about, um, I attracted guys who treated me that way. They only wanted me for what I looked like. And I thought that's all that I was good for. Um, And I ended up – do you ever talk about trauma bonding on here? You do? Yeah. So I ended up trauma bonding um, with a guy who became a very significant part of my life. I thought he was my soulmate. (laughs) I genuinely thought he was my soulmate. Um, And to cut a three-year-long story into something short – Basically, I so badly wanted him, just like all of my being wanted him. I trauma bonded with him. Um, And because my father 
would always come and go with work that my nervous system, your nervous system regulates to that, gets used to it. And so with this guy, he would always come and go. We went through cycle after cycle of him coming, giving me attention, giving me whatever, wanting me for my body. And then he would leave. And I'd be like, "Mm -hmm." and then he'd come back. And then he would leave. And then he'd come back. And then he would leave. And it was a toxic fucking cycle. And every time he would leave, I would hate myself, get down on myself of like, why did you break again? And then I'd be like, I'm never going to talk to him again. I'm not going to do this. And then he'd come back and, and then he'd give me attention. And I would be like, oh, but maybe this trend's different. Oh, this trend's different. And then he would leave. And then I would hate myself again. It was an absolute vicious cycle that I... I, I would do not wish upon anyone else, but at the same time, it was a big, it has been the biggest lesson for me in terms of like realizing my worth um, and realizing that happiness does not come from a relationship or from anyone outside of you um, and sparked a, yeah, a big, big lesson and wound around being good enough and all of that. Um, so I think trauma bonding is something that a lot of girls do unknowingly, a lot of women do unknowingly. Um, that's really interesting to dive into. And I didn't know what trauma bonding was at the time either, right? I was not aware of that. Um, it was something that I started to learn about while he was still in my life. And my response was to deny it. I was like, no, but this is different. And I was like, how do you heal a trauma bond? But my approach was like wanting to heal it so that he could still be in my life and we could be good. But um, anyways, long story short, he ended up like just he, by the grace of God, I guess, got a girlfriend amongst all of that and he left me alone. And the only thing that I think really heals a trauma bond is when it's time and distance. Um, So, yeah, he left me alone and that was very hard. Like I experienced a lot of pain in that. Um, But anyways that uh, that was probably last year and since then I've just been dating myself (laughs) getting to know myself and getting to love myself and like don't get me wrong I still have moments where I'm like I just want a boyfriend like I, I definitely have my moments where I still want that and I'm still healing and I'm still doing work around that but I've come a long way where I no longer feel empty I no longer, I don't think I'm half of someone else. I, I do not think I'm half of someone else. No one else is going to complete me. I'm whole. And I know that when I'm meant to have a boyfriend who I kind of believe will be my partner, I'm not really here to just do like little boyfriends. I'm like, we're doing it properly, um, but we're not doing it at all. <laughs> I feel like I know he's going to be whole as well. They're going to come together as two holes, not two halves. And I think that is what's, like important because otherwise relationships trigger relationships are your biggest mirror they trigger the parts of you that don't feel good enough that when you feel insecure when there's the jealousy that comes out like that's not what a relationship's supposed to be that's unhealed wounds (laughs) that's all being highlighted anyway yeah that's dating (laughs) thank you for sharing that and honestly it is so great to hear that at such a young age you've obviously experienced something that not anyone wants you to experience but you've learned quite early Mm -hmm. on I am 28 years old and I am currently in like holistic counseling for three soulmates and two twin flames yeah (laughs) that over the last 12 years I was like every time one came along it was like this is my person this is my soul flame yeah Especially the mm. cell flames. Like 
you have like soulmates and then like the twin flames. The twin flames have like fucked me up. Um, that was my, my twin flame. Holistic, yeah, my <laughs> my poor holistic counsellor, Georgia, who we did an episode with a few months ago, knows these five people inside and out. They're, she knows everything <laughs> about them. She's she's helped me through it. And honestly, as, as someone who like sort of, I'm probably at the same point in my journey as you, but I'm like eight years older. Um, no, I wish I'd learned it. I, I wish I'd learned all yeah. this when I was your age because yeah. many, 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 many years of <laughs> this toxic cycle. And yeah, it's, toxic. it's probably worth mentioning too, like when we're talking about toxic here, for those of you that are listening, it's not always awful. Like these five people and the others for me, it wasn't like it wasn't always awful and it wasn't always terrible and it was never no. physical or anything like that. We're talking about no. – emotional and like stuff that might not be hard for one person but is hard for the other like all of that like stuff that's hard to put a physical description to and as well I think one thing that just really helped with with like the toxic trauma bonding for me was realizing it's actually it's not just it's not a willpower it's that your brain gets addicted to the dopamine of them giving you attention or love or sending you a message it's a dopamine you you get addicted so it's not like that's why I couldn't break the cycle until it was removed from my life so I was addicted to dopamine like it's not you doing anything wrong it's your fucking brain hardwired to just have this hit and it's hard because like you go to the same person for the hit as what is hurting you <laughs> you want the same lot you want it's the same person delivering you the pain as what you want for the um, reassurance and the validation which is so messed up but I think as well one thing like you have to take ownership. Like he made, like he brought out the toxic side of me. I, he was not, like I don't blame him and I don't put everything on him. Like I was fucking toxic in that situation and I own that. And I have said that to him as well. And like you can't just blame someone else. Like I, in many ways, I don't say deserve, but like I received the treatment that I, I got the energy back that I put out which is what happens. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely agree with you as well. Um mm-hmm. it's it's it shows that you're growing in your experience when you can mm-hmm. look at that and be like it's a two-way street. Everything's like you can't dance unless you got two people. Like it's mm-hmm. about realizing both sides and I think another great thing to touch on and I'm not sure if you've experienced this or you have any clients who have experienced this but I know for me being a little bit older when I first sort of started my spirituality and self-love journey and you like you like you start thinking about all these things and you start learning about like you know spirit guides and crystals and you start really diving deep but like that surface stuff and you're not really at the trauma or like the healing yet <laughs> it's all pretty and, and, then you meet and people. yeah and you when I'm like when you're at that stage and you meet someone who's like Girl, a twin fuck. flame and then you start seeing red flags but because you're in like this surface area of your spirituality journey you're like but it's my twin flame I just need to make it work like the universe is teaching mm. me things through this like I just need to stick mm. it out and I look back now and I'm like no Taz baby Taz you were oh actually just a surface <laughs> spirituality person and yeah. you were making up excuses as to why yeah. like it doesn't matter if someone's your twin flame or not if they're a shithead then they're a shithead like, they're a shithead 
<laughs> Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is tell someone to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, I love that surface level spirituality. I think that's important. Surface level spirituality when you're bypassing. Yeah, and it's always a level that everyone starts at, I think. Yeah, um, but exactly. it's just I if I if I look back now and I could have given baby Taz any advice, it would have been that like like good for you for starting your spirituality journey and good for you for like doing that first level, but do not think you are some sort of guru that knows it all. Um, when like you've purchased like three crystals and like <laughs> you meditate, um, like, there's yeah. a lot more for you to learn. And then when you get to trauma, which you obviously know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows either. No, but that's funny actually. If I think about that, which I haven't really, I started with the trauma, and that's what led me to my awakening. Not the other way around. Like mm, I don't know. Everyone's different, I guess. It's not linear. Um, one thing you just said. Oh, I just think that's important to touch on is like if I think if I could talk, literally, that's one of the biggest things. If I could talk to myself, even last year or the year before, I would say like you don't fucking know everything. Stop trying to make it seem like you know everything. Stop it. Just fucking stop it. Like a big part of my journey, which which I would love to talk about now, which is it's becoming, the voice is becoming louder and louder and I can't ignore it anymore, is that underneath everything so how I said like what I'm here to do is help other women um figure out their blueprint your highest self blueprint living your best life and as a part of that that's when you do the healing work right like once you figure out what you want there's the wounds that are stopping you the limiting beliefs that are stopping you um but overarching all of that is healing from the disease of perfectionism is what I'm here for because it's so important and it's so crippling and it's literally killing our fucking planet and it's not talked about enough it's not like you were not aware of it enough I didn't realize until like the end of last year that I was a perfectionist which is I'm like Jesus Christ like I was literally the biggest perfectionist and I did not realize it um because like that was what was fueling everything it wasn't about health it was about perfection. It wasn't about my business. It was about perfection. It wasn't about money. It was about perfection. It wasn't about a relationship. It was about perfection. That was what I wanted. And having such a front and such a wall put up around me of like, you can't see what's behind this door because I'm perfect and I am good enough. But like not trying to just be that, but trying to prove that. Like everything was about proving that. And it wasn't what I went into this trying to do, but as a result of this like inner work that I've done for myself has been that. It's been healing this need, this crippling need to be perfect and to filter everything and to have it all up. And I see it now. Like my lens of how I view things has changed. Like I can get on Instagram now and I'm like, I can't follow you because you're 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 not intentionally being fake, but you are not portraying your true self. And it's so hard sometimes to actually, like, when you start to try and be your most authentic self and to not just put out this, I'm perfect, I'm fine, it's fucking hard. It's so hard. It's, like, deeply ingrained in you not to do that. And I respect that. And trust me, I felt that. Even just, like, when I first started to speak about, um, like, my spiritual journey, because I started as a health coach. Health is very black and white in terms of how I started compared to being spiritual. Like I suffered internally of like, 
so much fear of judgment like oh my god the fear of judgment of being my most authentic self so just literally getting on Instagram being like hey I'm coming out of spiritual closet like that was so fucking hard in terms of showing that and not trying to just be this picture perfect sort of thing um and it's an unraveling it's a journey but it's one thing and it's something I'm still doing trust me I never I will probably never stop but like it set me free in so many ways of being like how can I be my most authentic self in this moment so I get on my stories on Instagram and I cry and I talk about how things aren't amazing and trust me I can still do it more but like when I do it and the more I do it I know it sets me free and it sets others free because I get messages from girls who are like like thank you for just showing me that I get to do that for myself it's not about me it's about the message of embracing authenticity and like I even I follow some like there's this one girl I can think of who I saw her in her stories like just literally just talking about hey like like things aren't going the way I expected I'm struggling a little bit and I sent her a message and I was like this you know something nice and she was like I actually thought of you as I said that because I know that you get on your stories and you share yourself authentically (laughs) and like it touched me because I was like that's the impact that we all get to have in the most smallest of ways like you have no idea who you impact because most people don't even tell you literally the percentage of people that tell me I impact them versus like what I actually just intuitively know is crazy and like it's not about you it's about the um the flow-on effect that happens the the rippling effect of when you start to just stand in your power and just speak your truth and just fuck perfect off it's beautiful absolutely oh I love how passionate you are about this it's (laughs) so good and like obviously like you're helping so many people and you're passionate about it and it's you know it's what you were put here to do so congratulations thank you it's um I haven't touched the surface to be honest (laughs) but thank you (laughs) I I realized that and that's what makes me very excited to see your journey from here (laughs) I'm like thinking about like when we get you back on the podcast in like three years and like you're like literally a a levitating goddess um (laughs) I no longer touch the ground (laughs) I walk on air and water (laughs) that's so funny um yeah and one thing like because I feel like I don't know about you but when you can sense that a chapter is starting and closing before it even happens that's where I'm at right now um so just like to explain to yeah the listeners so literally a week ago it was Saturday one week ago I packed up and moved up like five hours north for a working holiday um so because what I do is just coaching and healing I can do that from anywhere as long as I have wi-fi um so again this is another little story but up until last year I was like just I had friends but I didn't have soul sisters you know the difference between friends and soul sisters um and that just like lack of connection friends that were good friends but like no one wanted no one wanted to talk about spirituality or no one wanted to I don't know make an impact in the world they wanted to go to work to make money and then go home whereas I'm like six o'clock and I'm still working because I just fucking love what I'm doing um you know anyways long story short I healed because whenever something wants to change outside of you you must first change what's inside of you so I healed my wounds around not being likable 
um, anyways, long story short, attracted two of the most amazing people that I know, my absolute soul sisters, who are probably the only people on this planet so far who I actually feel like truly get me and support me, like all of me. And they are who I am currently living in a house with because um, we were all scattered up the coast along um, the east side of the country. So now we're all in the one spot. And we are literally, like yesterday, we just adventured and explored all day during the weekdays. We are just working from this house with Wi-Fi because we just work on our laptops. Um, and then, yeah, when we're not working, we are exploring and creating and making memories. And, you know, yesterday afternoon we sat for like three hours watching um, a busker lying on the grass together and just it was literally the most magical day. I think one of the most beautiful days I've ever had. And that's where I'm at right now. And uh, I'm really taking this opportunity to like quantum leap and shift everything because my environment's new the people I'm with consistently is new so whilst I'm uncomfortable I'm like universe we're upgrading we're up leveling I'm already uncomfortable just make me even more uncomfortable um let's go (laughs) let's go time yeah (laughs) yeah I love that like like bring it on like all hooked yeah. in ready to go like let's do this yeah I like fuck me up universe is something that we say a lot <laughs> and I love that you've found your soul sisters I think it's it's good to touch on there's there's friends and there's best friends and there's like I've got girls in my life who have been in my life for 16 plus years and they're my ride or dies but soul sisters is a whole nother ball game um it's so different shout out to joss mustard because i know you listen to every one of my episodes and stacy griffin because those like when you find soul sisters like people who you you've never met before and you bump into them for some reason or another and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you talk spirituality and you talk deep and you go over for dinner and end up in tears about trauma and Mm -hmm. like the the real stuff I think it's really important to have those girls because, like, I've got my best friends who are always there for me day in, day out, know me inside and out, but your soul sisters are a whole nother ballgame, hey? Definitely. And, like, I love – like, it's not all perfect, right? Like, we – like, we trigger each other, but we move through the triggers together. We don't just just trigger each other and then it's a fight. Like, we do it together. Like, we're a team. Yes, I love that. And I did love we we got on a tangent, we got way too excited, but I did have a note yeah. here to bring up. I loved your comment before about nothing will fill the fucking hole. I nothing. just wanted to swoop back quickly for that because mm. I think that is something that just for everyone in the back, one more time for the people in the back, nothing <laughs> will fill the fucking fill hole, the right? Hole. <laughs> Do you know what the most beautiful thing is though, which you have to discover this. Like I don't just outright tell clients this because you just can't, but, you know, we're chatting about it. The most beautiful thing is when you realise there is no fucking hole. That is the whole thing. That's the fucking journey. You try to fill the hole. You're like, what's going to fill the hole? You realise it's not this and it's not that. It's not the drugs. It's not the drinking. It's not the boys. It's not the the validation on social media so you're like oh maybe it's the self-love and then on that journey you realize that you're not broken and there's no fucking hole and that's when it's like boom i'm fucking here universe i'm here bitches 
<laughs> Fuck me up. <laughs> and that's when you become uh-huh. magnetic. You become a magnet. Yes. And also that's that's another you've you've given me seven you've given me a week worth of shirts right here in this episode. Um <laughs> Fuck me up university like, is a good one, you, Yeah. You you can just dress me from now on in quotes you say. That's 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 the vibe I want from now on. Okay. <laughs> sure. I'll get straight on to that. I just tell my I don't have anyone, I need a team, but I'll just tell myself we'll have a meeting later. <laughs> No, yeah. We'll just do a taste of feeling collab with Storm Davidson. It'll just be like me with a thumbs up on the back and the front can be all your epic (laughs) badass quotes. And I can just be on the back like, hey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Uh, So we've, we've spoken about your journey and what an incredible journey it's been. I don't know if you've ever sat and said your journey to someone but you're an incredible human being did you know that (laughs) (laughs) thank you I think we're all incredible where um when you just have to step up into that power I think that is when the magic happens but I'm doing that more and more every day (laughs) but thank you I appreciate it so let's talk about your little baby, which is your amazing sort of coaching service brand company, you, yourself. Um, mm. I'm selling myself every day. In- <laughs> yeah, right? So you've got this, you're, you're a businesswoman now, technically. You, yeah. Tell us about this because I know, I know I ask all my guests who um, are business women, this, but it is a big scary step for people who aren't in mm. business to go from being passionate about something to making it their full time job. Make money. What was that yeah. whole process like? Yeah, definitely. Um, can I just say, just because it's funny, slight tangent, but I promise we'll come back to this. When you said your little baby, my heart literally stopped when you <laughs> when I thought about baby <laughs> because because I had a psychic reading last week and. My the psychic told me that I need to be open to the fact that my partner might already have children. So I've been thinking, <laughs> I've been thinking about babies and like anyway, anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's a different story. But that's a tangent. Anyways, back to this. Yeah, it's um business is the best, biggest spiritual accelerator is what I have learned. That is what also um, has heavily contributed. Like I wouldn't be where I am in terms of spirituality, self-love without this business, because when you are a coach at least, um, which now I'm a coach and a healer, that's why I'm, yeah, the Awakened Tells Coach, but when you, it's you that you're selling, like I don't sell a a product, I sell myself. Um, You have to, it's, when you work on the business, you work on yourself and that's what grows the business. When you work on your mindset, the business grows. When you work on your limiting beliefs, when you work on your money mindset, you make more money, right? Like it's so connected. So, it was, um, I feel like I had to do, I had to take stepping stones. And like when I first started, I was working for probably a year. I was working, um, like doing another job because I didn't make very much money. I was definitely not enough to support myself. Um, and it wasn't until, I'm going to say maybe three months ago, potentially, that's a guess, that I actually quit any other jobs and I'm now just working full time for myself um but I feel like it has not gone to plan I remember I did so much research like I'm such a researchy like before I do something 
I need to know that that I can do it and that I won't fail. <laughs> I didn't walk until I was like, I didn't learn to walk. This is a story that always comes up with my parents. I didn't learn to walk. I did not walk until I got up one day and just walked. I didn't learn how to walk. I just did it. <laughs> like, and that's a pattern that I literally see in my life. So, um, yeah, I did a lot of research and I had big expectations that how much money I was going to make at first and how is this going to go. And none of it went to plan because, like I said, I started as a health coach. So the journey in my first year of business, I thought it would go this way and get myself get myself set up with the clients and whatever. Long story short, that whole year was actually about me doing the inner work to then create a slightly different business. So all of my expectations had to be fucked out the window. And you can't, I don't think you can run a successful business and make money without having and building your connection to the universe and your faith and trusting in something bigger than you. I would have given up so many times if I didn't have trust in something bigger than me, trust that something has my back. And like as well, when it comes to business, like I create everything I do when I'm on a session with someone, like I'm just channeling through the universe. Like I'm a conduit. I'm the vehicle. I'm the messenger for what the universe wants me to deliver. So I think like that, it comes so hand in hand. Like when it's business, spirituality has to be a part of it. And it's like, what am I here to share? And what am I here to do? Um, but it was hard. I won't mind. Starting a business has been challenging in so many ways. Um, I saw a, I've seen it on TikTok a few times. It's like business is a bit like being pregnant. Everyone says congratulations, but nobody knows how many times you got fucked first. <laughs> And it just cracks me up because it's like you get so many no's and you get triggered. Business triggers you. The amount of times that I've felt not good enough, that I've felt imperfect but wanted to hide that and, like, it triggers. But it's the biggest lesson, the biggest opportunity for growth, I think, Um, and it's worth it. If it's your calling, then it's worth it. Anyway, so if you ask me questions from that, but that's just where I, like, went with that. (laughs) No, that's fine. It's perfect. Thank you so much. Um, so, yeah, business has been something interesting for you. And I know that we, we, as a generation, we don't talk about disadvantage that much. But it's worth asking you how the experience of becoming a businesswoman at such a young age has been for you. And the biggest thing that has crippled me has been... I'm too young. Like, I, yes, there's voices and there's people that say stuff and there's, like, things that can dis- disadvantage you externally, but I think the biggest thing is that it's the shit you tell yourself and it's the labels that you give yourself. So, yeah, my age is actually, I feel like it's not about whatever it is, right? It's about the story. Like, trust me, you could say I'm too old. You could sound too young. Like, well, what's fucking perfect then? Like, what, well, what's right, right? Like, it's not about what it is. It's about the story. So, yeah, I've definitely um, struggled in terms of feeling like I'm too young because a lot of my clients, like, I have a client who's 38, 39 this year, right? Like, she's literally nearly double my age. And so sometimes, like, that story of that, I feel like that definitely, I mean, makes me feel, it's, a, it's all a story, but I can definitely feel too young and, like, that is a disadvantage um comparison like I feel like uh, it's so easy I don't know where you want this question to go but this is where I'm taking it like you can get on social media and you can like 
just compare yourself so heavily to other people and just bring yourself down and really stop yourself. Um, and as well, when you are starting a business, not everyone does that, especially like when you're in a small town. I come from a pretty small area. Um, like you said, I'm pretty young. I don't know anyone else my age who does what I do. And that requires a level of putting yourself out there and being looked at. And when you're looked at, you're judged. So you have to be okay with that. I think for the longest of time, it's like, okay, how do I fit? How do I make myself fit the mold of them liking me and not being judged? But now I've realized you that's not the work. The work is to be okay with being judged. It's not removing the judgment. It's like, whatever, have, have your best go. I don't care. <laughs> like, go for it. And not letting outside noise distract you because um, it can. Honestly, like, I have this feeling that I haven't actually fully reached that yet. Like, I know that there's more of that coming for me, but I have still definitely done a lot of work on that. I used to put... um used to like change my face change my personality depending on who I was with so I wouldn't receive judgment um but when you start to put yourself out there then you have to simply learn to be okay with the judgment and know that not everyone's going to understand you especially if you're working in an area that interconnects to spirituality because not everyone gets it yes 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 you you just speak Wisdom and vibey vibes. You're <laughs> your mouth. I love it. Vibey vibes. <laughs> no, sometimes it's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's just shit. <laughs> so if any of you that are listening aren't following Storm on social media, that's obviously the first thing you're doing after you listen to this episode. <laughs> but we've already done I've been noticed <laughs> like if you're like right now while you're listening. Yeah. Please, please no, please no, this. No. Go on. Um yeah. but I've noticed on your social media you've been doing a lot of in person events. I did my first actually in person event two weeks ago. Two weeks ago yeah two weeks ago which was a workshop um that I ran. It was amazing. I've never done something like that before. So yeah I did a a workshop that was all day. It was from like nine until four where I had girls in, women in, and a lot of like empowerment and body, mind and soul healing. And yeah, it was amazing. It was so much fun. Like in person is so different to online. I love online, but there's a level of connection and like you're not leaving this room until I fucking get you to a breaking point and then get you past it. And it's amazing. So yeah, that, that did happen. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Awesome. So like you're obviously just, like you said, the path is laid in front of you at the moment and you're just going with it and it's moving a million miles an hour. Um, what is next for you and your coaching? Yeah. Um, so it's funny because literally tonight I'm actually planning on sort of getting on and explaining that a little bit because how I've been talking about discovering your blueprint that's actually something that's only come to me two days ago. So I haven't actually really started sharing that message yet because I've had time. Like I had about five days of being in Byron Bay, not working, reflecting. Um, so actually really advocating the message of finding your blueprint and healing from perfectionism 
I'm planning. So right now, as we're speaking, my Instagram name is Storm Your Way to Health, but I'm actually changing it to the Awakened Health Coach. I'm just sort of shifting how I show up to be more in alignment, to be more stepping into my power. Um, but yeah, in terms of bigger, it's I guess I am living here in my working holiday from that. Um, I need to make some plans at the same time though how I do things is like just sort of listening and trying to surrender at least trying my best um very very exciting stuff to come so before we let you go and enjoy your rest of your day Mm. what I ask all my guests and this one's going to be cool because you're a bit closer to the age group than all of us oldies is if there is someone listening to this podcast episode that is 17, 18, just about to finish year 12, who is listening mm-hmm. to your episode right now and is just, as we've been very accurately saying, vibey vibing on it, um, what would your advice be sort of from the last two to three years that you've experienced? What advice would you give yourself or to someone who's 17, 18 that wants to do something similar to you? Um, I would say give yourself space, like literally in the next two weeks, give yourself space to actually hear that voice in the back of your mind that's your higher self because you can't hear her when you're distracted, when you're surrounded by people who aren't your people, when you're drinking, when you're partying, when you're doing that. So give yourself space, whether that's one day, whether that's a week, whatever you can, and go within and make that your focus like above all else, make yourself your focus, going within, questioning yourself, trying to what, like connect to the part of you that knows. And trust me, like you don't need someone to tell you how to do that. You will, if you're ready, like you'll just be able to do that. But I would say focus on dating yourself, focus on following what feels good, focus on giving your energy to things that reciprocate it and to things that feel good. Your energy is something that's so precious that it, you only have so much of it and it is so important to, like I said, give it to, to people, to places and to activities that, that are in alignment, that, that make you feel good um, and focus on like treating yourself with love and respect. That's how I see health anyway, as well. Like, it's not about the food. It's not about the exercise. It's about the self-love and the self-respect. And when you make yourself and loving and respecting yourself and focus, trust me, everything will be okay. You will be supported in that. You will attract the people that are meant for you. You will have the thoughts that are just like absolute light bulb moments. You will get through your dark days and there will be dark days, but you know what? They are what make you and they are what help you grow. You can't grow when you're uncomfortable. So just Try and breathe through them. Oh, actually, breathe. If I could say anything to young me, it'd be fucking breathe. Like deep breath, stop breathing shallow. Use your belly to inhale and exhale and practice it. It gets easier. There's more. Life is better when you breathe properly. So, yeah, that's probably what I would say to younger me. And and boys will come. You don't need them. You don't need them. It's not a need. It's a want. <laughs> Storm over here speaking big truths, people, big truths. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Storm, for coming on with me today. Um, I don't know about you guys that are listening, but I feel like a lot more light has just gone into the world today from you speaking your truth and opening up to me here. Thank you. Thank you for having me up. This has been so much fun. I, like This has been an amazing chat. I'm really grateful to be here. So thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. Now, remind everyone one more time for me where they can find you on social media from not today when we're recording, but from next <laughs> week when this goes live. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So on Instagram, I am the Awakened Health Coach. You'll be able to find me on there. I also, and that's where I'm like, that's where I mostly show up. Like I'm pretty active on, on Instagram. I also have a podcast where I post uh, new episodes weekly. So that is also the Awakened Health Coach. I do solo ones. I also have guests on. And um, yeah, we'll just say Instagram and podcast, the Awakened Health Coach. Um, I'm just thinking about that. Yeah, that's only where I am. Find me there. Definitely. Come follow me. Send me a message if you want. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode. I love hearing feedback from podcasts. It's honestly, every comment is noticed and it does, like, I don't know about you, Taz, but like, it makes a difference. Like, genuinely, it makes such a difference. So, yeah, I appreciate any message or if you want to reach out, definitely, definitely do that. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. I hope all of you that are listening have a good day or night, wherever you are. And Storm, have a wonderful rest of your working holiday, living your best life. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. Bye.